Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. For a moment and let us pray. Father, we are thankful and grateful this afternoon. I want us to continue with the message we've been sharing for several weeks on faithfulness. Hallelujah. How many of you have been blessed by this message? I have been blessed by this message. And I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2 for our foundational scripture. I am sharing from the book Loyalty and Disloyalty, written by the presiding bishop, Bishop Dagwood Mills. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 2. It says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Say to your neighbor, it is required. Say it is required. Say it is not an option. Say it's not something you can choose to or not to. Say it is required. Hallelujah. That is what the scripture says. The Bible says it is required in stewards. Stewards are the servants of God. People who serve God, Patrick, it is required, it's a requirement that we be found faithful. It is required that you be found faithful. It is not required that you say you are faithful. It is required that we find you faithful. Amen. Amen. It is not something that you say, but we should see in your behavior which you see in your activities, that you are faithful. It says that you have to make sure. It's a requirement that pose yourself faithful. Involve yourself in activities that show that you are faithful. Now, it's not only in the church. If you are a Christian, you are a servant of God everywhere. So it is required that in your marriage, you are faithful. Amen. It is required that as a business partner, you are faithful. Amen. It is required that as an employer, you are faithful. Amen. As an employee, you are faithful. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That is a requirement and not an option. Amen. Amen. Now we said so many things on this and we said that people tend to become unfaithful or disloyal. Another word for faithfulness is loyalty. People tend to become unfaithful. People tend to become disloyal. And we realize that people don't normally make up their minds and say, I'm going to be unfaithful. Or you plan that next week I'm going to be unfaithful. How many of you have planned like, you planned something like that before? Or you tried, you tried to be unfaithful. Amen. 
You see, no one plans, no one plans and say, next week I'm going to be jealous. Or this Sunday I'm going to be jealous. And then you come to church and you say, listen, today I'm jealous. Today, and you, 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 do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But there are things that creep on you. Things do creep on you. Now, that one of such things is disloyalty or unfaithfulness. It creeps on you. People become unfaithful and sometimes they are not even conscious of it. They are not even aware that they are becoming unfaithful. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So we're saying that unfaithfulness or disloyalty is a process. People go through certain stages and they become disloyal or they become unfaithful. Hallelujah. And we have gone through some of these stages. And what did we say was the first stage? A stage of independent spirit. A stage of independent spirit. You see, God calls us sheep. God says we are sheep. Amen. And that is why we say the 23rd Psalm. Because we are sheep. Amen. And the Lord is our shepherd. And he gives shepherds over our lives. Amen. Amen. Everyone must have a shepherd. Everyone must have a shepherd. Independent spirits, they don't have shepherds. People who have independent spirit, they don't have guidance. They don't have anyone that guides him. But everyone must have a shepherd. Everyone must have someone in your life who can say, sit down and you'll sit down. Stand up and you'll stand up. You ought to have someone like that. No matter what position you are in, King David had someone like that. King David had a pastor who could tell him, you are wrong. What you did was wrong. Everyone must have a shepherd. Someone who says, don't go, and you will not go. Someone who says, do it, and without discussion. Everyone must have such a shepherd. Everyone who is married, if you are in a marriage, you should have someone who can tell you, stop it, and you will stop. If you don't have someone like that, you have an independent spirit, and it's not a good spirit. Hallelujah. Someone who can speak into your life. Someone who can rebuke you and you will take it lightly. You you will take it seriously and you will not take it with anger. Someone understanding what I'm sharing with you? Everyone must have a shepherd. Hallelujah. People who have independent spirits, they do not have shepherds. Amen. I said people who do not have independent spirit, they do not have shepherds. When you cannot be controlled, when you do not have a shepherd, you are not a sheep. Now you realize that everything that the sheep will become depends on the shepherd. So if you are a sheep that does not have a shepherd, I don't know what is your end. It's like you leave a sheep and you say, walk to Manhattan. I don't know how far that sheep will get you. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? The sheep will not last long. 
Amen. Now we studied in the Bible, we studied in the Bible someone who had an independent spirit. His name was Joab. We learned so many things about this soldier. He was a captain of David's army. He was in the army. He was a warrior. He was fighting for David with all his might, but he was an independent, he had an independent spirit. He did not go by the rules of the king. He did things independently. Hallelujah. Though he was in the camp, he had an independent spirit. There are people who are in the church. They are in the church, but they do things their own way. We say that we are fasting every Thursday, and they say, I fast on Wednesdays. We say that we are waking up at dawn to pray. They say, I'm not a morning person. You see, they have their own way in every area. Everything, they have their own way. Now, such a person is a nuisance. Such a person is a headache to the shepherd. Do you understand? David had a headache because of this man. Look at what he said because of these people. What finally David said in Psalm, 2 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 39. 2 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 39. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. This is David. After he has dealt with this man and his brother for so many years, he says, and even though I am the anointed king. You see, when you have an independent spirit, it makes you feel like you don't even have power. It makes you feel like you don't have control. When you, when you live in a home and you have an independent spirit, for instance, a wife with an independent spirit, you do things all by yourself. Your husband, you have an independent spirit. You make decisions all by yourself. You don't, you don't consult with your husband. You don't consult with your wife. You decide and that's final. You bring headache. Amen. Amen. So he says, and even though I am the anointed king, these two sons of Zeruiah, Joab and Abishai, are too strong for me to control. Man. He said, they are too strong for me to control. Even though I am anointed king. Even though I am anointed by God. I find them too strong to control. It is not normal. Anyone who cannot be controlled by the anointed man of God, you have a spirit, and that spirit is an independent spirit. Amen. It's not a good, it's not normal. It is a spirit that controls you. Hallelujah. If you are a wife, you do anything you want. It is a spirit that controls you. Hallelujah. He says, they are too strong for me to control. So may the Lord repay these evil men for their evil deeds. You see, don't ever put your pastor in a position like this to pray such a prayer for you. Don't ever be of a spirit to force your pastor to be placed in a role like that to pray such a prayer for you. It's not a good prayer. Amen. Tell your neighbor, don't be an independent person. The second thing we learn in this stage is a stage of what? 
offense. A stage of offense. Amen. A stage of offense. Hallelujah. We are saying that when someone is on his way to become disloyal and faithful, one of the ways, one of the things that the enemy brings your way is offense. Offense is the number one key that the enemy uses to eliminate members from a church. The enemy's number one key to extract members from the church of God is through offense. Hallelujah. Every church member has a propensity to be offended. Every church member. If you have not been offended, wait for it. It's coming. You will by all means be offended. Hallelujah. I said there must need, it must need be that offense will come. Offense will by all means come. So if you are here and you have not been offended, wait for it. It will come. Amen. How many of you have been offended in a church before? My hands are up. I have been offended many times as a pastor. I have been offended many times. Amen. Now, if you are offended, you ought to heal from the offense. If you are offended and you do not heal, you will fall out automatically. Did you hear me? I said, if you are offended and you do not heal, you will fall out automatically. You will fall out. Amen. You know, sometimes people come to the hospital and they have a wound in the toe. Maybe there's an infection on the toe. And it's non-healing ulcer. That means the, the toe is offended. It's hurt, but it is not healing. Do you understand? We ought to heal from offense. Now, when you have anything, any part of the body like that, such as a toe or a limb, and you come and the vascular surgeons, they look at you and they check and they realize that no blood flow is going to the area. It means that the word of God is not reaching that area. You cannot heal from that offense. Nothing is coming, no nutrient, not, no nutrition, no air, no oxygen. Nothing is coming in the area. You have closed that area. You have cut it off from the supply of the word of God. When the surgeons see that there is no supply to that limb, they said, leave it alone. It's called an ischemic limb. They say, leave it alone. It will demarcate. Do you understand what it means? It means that it will line up. It will, it, there will be a line up to the point where it is not receiving the nutrition, where it's not receiving blood supply. And they'll say, leave it alone. It will fall off. So sometimes you see somebody with a black toe. The toe is black. There's no feeling. The word of God cannot touch it. No counsel can touch it. No ministration, no prayers can touch it. And we leave it alone and it falls off. Anyone who has been offended and you don't let go and you continue on with the offense, the next thing the enemy will let go of you, you will leave the church. You will fall out. Amen. You will fall out. And any offense, anyone that 
gets offended and falls out like that. You see, sometimes you were the deception that I'll fall out and I'll be okay somewhere. If you have such ischemic limb and you fall out, you cannot be used as an implant to plant in any other body. It is dead. It is dead. So if you don't heal from the offense, you will go to another church and you will fall out again. You will not fit in there. You will forever be unstable. Hallelujah. So you need to heal. Amen. You need to heal. Tell your neighbor you need to heal. Sometimes people get offended and sometimes it's not even by me. They don't get, I don't offend them, but they get angry with me. Sometimes it's nothing to do with the church. Sometimes you get offended because someone promised to marry you and he didn't marry you. What has it got to do with me? And you are angry and you leave the church. What has it got to do with me? I am not there when you went to sit at McDonald's and you were arguing. I am not there when you went to his bedroom where you were not supposed to. You didn't tell me you were going. I was not part of it. I was not there when you were undressing. I was not there when you were shaking your behind to enter. Man, listen. When you were going, you were wearing some shorts that is around your buttocks like this. Did you call me? You didn't tell me, Reverend, I am going to see my beloved. You went all by yourself. I was not there. Now you are angry. You have left the church. Not fair. Tell your neighbor, it's not fair. Say, it's not fair. Tell, ask your neighbor, what's the pastor God to do with it? But you are angry with me. Sometimes, some of you, somebody borrows money from you, they don't pay. You are angry. And you are angry. And you say you don't want to hear the pastor's preaching anymore. You leave the church. Because somebody owes you in the church. What has that got to do with me? It's not fair. I say it's not fair. It's not fair. You know, sometimes the way some of you live is very painful. Sometimes very painful. Many years of investment. Many years of sacrificing in your life. Many years of praying for you. Many years of visitation. Many hours of counseling. Sitting one-on-one with you. Encouraging you when you were sad. When you lost your loved one. Supporting you. Encouraging you. When you were down, the pastor is there encouraging you. Your wedding, the pastor is there. Your baby dedication, the pastor is there. When you fail your exam, the pastor is there. And when you are sick, 12 midnight, the pastor is there at the hospital. Sitting by your side. And then you take off without even saying bye-bye. Without even saying bye-bye. The pastor will call you, you will not answer. 
You see the pastor's number and then you click off. You click off. Send you text messages, you don't respond. It's not nice. It is very painful. I say it is very painful. You see, you have no idea how painful that is. I'm telling you, it is very painful. You know, it is like a mother that goes through pregnancy. You bring forth a child. Nine months. Sometimes they ask you to stay in bed. Don't move. Sometimes they tell you, stay in bed and lift your legs up. For months, you are in bed. Your legs are up like that. And then afterwards, you lose the child. It is very painful. I say it is very painful. You go through labor, pains, suffer, 26 hours of labor. And then you bring forth a child. And when, the, when you are going through 26 hours of labor, the pastor is with you. Through labor. Hey! Some of you, you make me go through labor. He said, pastor, pastor, it's too painful. And I'm feeling it. Hey! They will share every pain with you. It's very painful. It's very painful. So sometimes the pastor says, take the epidural and let the pain go down so the pastor can also calm down the pain. It's very painful. And then they just leave. I say, it is very, let me show you a scripture. You see, you don't understand what, let me try to show you a scripture. There's a scripture in Galatians. Galatians chapter, I believe it's in Galatians. Let me find that scripture for you. You see, when you do things, you have to understand the implications. Losing a child for a mother is very painful. I say it is what? Very painful. There's a scripture. There's a scripture in Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. And why don't you turn to verse 13. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 13. It says, Ye know how through infirmity of the flesh I preach the gospel unto you at the first. You know how the in the infirmity of the flesh. Some of you, you have seen how I have come here with cold. My nose, you can, you can hear from the preaching, the man is struggling. And preaching through the infirmity of the flesh. Preaching the gospel to you. Because the Lord has ministered to the pastor and the people need to hear what the Lord has to say. Infirmity of the flesh. And then he says, and my temptation, which was in my flesh, ye despise not. So that even when I was preaching and you saw this nose, sometimes the nose tried to run but you are holding it in. Just so you go through 30 minutes, 45 minutes of preaching. And afterwards, Reverend, can I talk to you? Reverend, I need to talk to you. Reverend, can I meet you? Reverend, can I talk? Reverend, can I see you? Reverend, and you see the nose running. <laughs> Reverend. And you come and join also with your crying. And more crying for me also. He said, in the infirmity of the flesh and my temptation, which was in my flesh, ye despise not. Nor neglected, but received me as an angel of God. 
During these times, Reverend, oh, Reverend, I was so blessed. What a powerful message. Oh, Reverend, it is as if God himself was here and was talking to us. You receive me as an angel of God. You receive me as an angel of God. He says, and you receive me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus himself. Even as Christ Jesus. You say, I was blessed. Revenue was so powerful. Revenue was so powerful. Someone stood here, gave testimony. He said, I, I came and then there, there was a professor, the professor over my life, certain deaths were canceled, some things that I wanted for years, I couldn't get it, but the Lord has given it to me since I came. Reverend, the prayers and this and that and that. The person calls you Tuesday and says, I'm not coming anymore. I've got a job and I have moved and I'm not coming anymore. From now on, I'm not there anymore. So do you mean to tell me that you got a job Monday night and then you move Monday night and then Tuesday you are calling me to tell me and you were coming here all the time. Couldn't you have told me, Reverend, I'm looking for another job and I'm getting another job. Now I'm looking for another apartment and you are not going to see me. So bye-bye. Please, bye-bye. It's very painful. It's very painful. It's very painful. You have no idea. You have no idea. It's very painful. Your acts, they are painful. It says, where is then the blessedness you speak of? Where is it? I'm blessed, I am blessed. Where is it? The blessedness that you were talking of all the time. I'm blessed. Oh, it was so powerful. Where is it? For I bear you record that if it had been possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and would have given it to me. Those times, you were willing. If I say, give me your eyes, oh, reverend, take my eyes. Take my eyes. You were willing even to plug out. So blessed. I'm reading the scripture. I am reading the Bible to you. I am not this. Do you have the Bible? Is it the Bible you're projecting? Where is then the blessedness ye speak of? For I bear you record that if I had, if it had been possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and had given them to me. Am I therefore become your enemy because I share the truth with you? Have I become your enemy? Lady Pastor, it's painful, very painful. The sacrifice. Have I now become your enemy? The blessedness you spoke of, where is it? Because of small offense. Because of small offense. Which sometimes is not even by the pastor. Tell your neighbor, heal. 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 Say last week when they shared the food, you didn't get some, but heal. (laughs) Amen. Tell your neighbor, you brought this food and someone ate it. Heal. Listen, he says, they zealously affect you, but not well. You see, there are some people, they make you, they, 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 they win you to their side. You see, Paul said, they zealously affect you, but not well. Not well. They win you on their side, but not for good things. They say all kinds of things for you so that you'll be on their side, but not for... He says, they zealously affect you, but not well. Yea, they will exclude you. 
that you might affect them. They will separate you from the group. That you will affect them. That you will be on their side. But it is good to be zealously affected always in all good things. And not only when I am present with you. It is good to be faithful always. Always. It is good to be loyal always. Hallelujah. He says, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Hallelujah. Do you understand why I say it is painful? He says, my little children in whom I travail in birth. It is like birth pains, labor pains. Caring for the sheep. Praying for them. They are down and you are praying for them. Fasting for the sheep. Going on your knees, crying unto the Lord for the sheep. Interceding on behalf of the sheep. Says, my little children, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, don't let offense drive you out. Amen. Now, we don't have time, but I want to introduce to you the third stage. The third stage, and then we will close. Our time is over. So I want to just introduce the third stage. The third stage is the stage of passivity. Passivity. See, when people become offended, the next thing is they become passive. They become passive. Now, when a person is in the passive stage of the disloyalty process, when a person is in that stage, he does not involve himself or herself in much. He doesn't get involved in a lot of things. He sits and he watches unconcerned. He sits and he watches uninvolved. That is a person who is in a passive stage. Whenever you see someone who was actively involved in something and now he has cooled down, he says, I'm thinking of myself. Do you understand what it means? You understand that the person has become offended. The person has become offended. Someone who becomes unusually quiet. You know, there are people who are quiet by nature, like Brother Michael. You know, he's quiet by nature. But someone who is, I'm not talking about that kind of quietness. I'm talking about someone like this brother, and then suddenly you see that he's quiet. When the preaching is going on, no amen. When the preaching is going on, he's not clapping. He's not laughing. We are all laughing, and he's not laughing. Something is wrong. Ask your neighbor, why are you not laughing? You see, say, say, see, 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 you are not laughing. Ask, tell your neighbor, laugh, laugh. Such people, they say, I don't want to get into trouble with anyone anymore. I don't want to get into trouble with anyone anymore. I don't want to say anything about anyone, about anything anymore. That is a person who is passive. You say, why are you so quiet? I don't want any more trouble with this. You see, but they are here. They are not going anywhere. They are here. And they are not going, so they say, I don't want to get into trouble with anyone. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you may think, as you are saying that, that I don't want to get into trouble with anyone anymore. That is why I am quiet. But, you see, 
God doesn't see it that way. Through his telescope, he sees something else. Do you want me to show you? Go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 30. Matthew chapter 12 and verse Just allow me a few minutes. Let me just share some points and then we'll go home. Okay, please. I just want to just introduce this topic and then we Matthew chapter 12 and verse 30. He says, He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathered not with me scattereth abroad. Do you understand what that means? It says, he that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Amen. Amen. Look, look, look at the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation. It says, anyone who isn't with me opposes me. So you say you are quiet. I don't want to be involved with anything anymore. I don't want to do anything. Jesus, this is the words of Jesus. He says, anyone who isn't with me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. Wow. So you say, you are not doing anything. I don't want to be involved in anything. I don't want any trouble with the church. I don't want to get involved in anything. Jesus is saying... That when you put yourself in that stage, you are working against him. You say you are not doing anything. These days, I don't do anything in the church. He says, in that position, you are working against him. Amen. You are actually working against him. He says, anyone who isn't working with me, you are actually working. That means that there's no excuse for you to be passive. And say that I don't do anything anymore because I don't want trouble. The work involves trouble. You will go through tribulation. And we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So anyone that is not working with him is working against him. So you are here, you are not doing anything, you are working against him. And you see when people go through a passive stage, they get people to sympathize with them. Because they were offended. That is why, oh, is that why you are quiet these days? Oh, so this, is that why you don't sing in the choir anymore? Is that why you don't come on a prayer line? Is that why you don't lead the prayers anymore? Is that why you don't lead the choir anymore? Is that why you don't do, is that why, you see, there are some people too, they get passive even at home. Passive, no more talking. It means they are angry. No more talking. They don't talk. Mm-hmm. Everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that so? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Yeah. You, that's what you are saying. Okay. We'll go by that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Passive. Passive. Not talking. Not saying anything. It means they are angry. But I want you to note anyone, you see, when someone is going through that stage and then you are also sympathizing with the person. You see, and the person lures you to join him or her. And then you are with the person. And then you say, oh. But you see, you, you come and you sing. But then you go and join and you have conversation. You say all kinds of things. And you do all kinds of things with the person. You see, you are joining a person who is working against God. So it makes you also working against God. 
Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, so me, I don't believe in, you can't fool me with those people who come to me and say, oh, Reverend, you see, I know her behavior, all the things that she's doing, I see all of those things. Reverend, you see me going with her and coming with her like that. She's not really my friend, you know. We just, you know, it's just like that. She's not, she's not really my friend. You know, we talk, you know, it's, a, it's a open like that, but deep, she's not really my friend. Tell your neighbor, lie, lie. lie, lie. Say, that's a, that's a lie. Tell your neighbor, that is not scriptural. Me, I go by the scriptures. You are with a person, you go with a person, you have conversation with a person, you talk with a person, you do things with a person. Let me show you what the scripture says. Turn to Amos 3.3. Amos 3.3. Amos 3.3. What does it say? Nipa nye nipao. I'm telling you. It says people are not people. Amos 3.3. Listen. Amos 3.3. It says, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? I look at the scriptures and you're talking to this person this person is somewhere you are somewhere so don't fool me and say reverend i see how she behaves in the church you know she talks about your wife she does this she talks about your children she talks about this but i know all of those but you see we go like that and we come like that but you know reverend you know how you are the same can two walk together except they be agreed You can't walk with anyone until you agree. So you agree with everything the person is saying. But in my eyes, you want to be, I am with you, and I am with you. You know, our time is up. I have too many things, too many things to share with you. But our time is up. So uh, I want to pause here. But tell your neighbor, don't be passive. Tell your neighbor, the person you are working with, it is you. He's just like you. Amen. It's just like you. You are green. It's just like you. Stand to your feet and let's bring the service to your close. Father, we are thankful. We are grateful. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Mashandore Kalindere masandara makaba yandore. Mashandara makaba. Mindore masandori yandara makaba yandara Lord, we are thankful. We are grateful in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We are grateful, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Take over. Heal us. Heal us. Heal us from the offense. Heal us from the offense. Heal us. Heal us, Lord. Heal us. And I will Heal us, Lord. 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 Heal us, Lord.
Control. The spirit that makes us too strong for control in our homes. The spirit that makes us too strong for control as a child. God save us from this spirit. It's an independent spirit. And Lord, we give up independent spirit. We drive up independent spirit from our church. In the name of Jesus. Heal us from offense. Lord, give us the ability to rise up to overcome the offenses that we encounter in your house, that we encounter in your home. Father, when we are offended, give us a special ability, divine ability, heavenly ability to let go of offense, to heal of our offense. We are thankful, Lord. We give you glory, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We pray against passivity. Father, we desire to work with you and never against you. We want to be on your side and never against you. Save us from passivity. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. For you, Lord, I bring your love. I bring your love and bring me to my knees. Lord, I want to know you more. To receive Jesus Christ in my life, I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. I want to be born again. I want to repent of my ways and come to Jesus. If that is you, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. Is there anyone else? You want to receive Jesus Christ? Perhaps you used to walk with God, but you know in your heart today. That you feel very far 
Is there anyone else? You want to keep, keep your hand up. Anyone else? You want to join? Anyone else? Keep your hand. Anyone else? You want to give your life to Jesus this afternoon. You want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life. Anyone else? The Lord is speaking to you right now. The Lord is speaking to you. There is no tomorrow. There is no other chance. Perhaps there is no other chance. Perhaps you will not hear this word invitation again. But this afternoon, hiding out your heart. Anyone else? Anyone else? Wonderful. If you have lifted up your hand with all eyes closed and every head back, I just want you to come here with me. Just take one bold step. I want to pray with you. You have lifted up your hand. Just come here. Join me. Take that bold step. And come here. Let me pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. join me and let's say this together say Lord Jesus Jesus, thank you for dying for me Lord Jesus Jesus, this afternoon afternoon, I make declaration declaration that you are the son of God that you died for my sins that you rose again on the third day Lord Jesus I repent of all my sins Lord Jesus, Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. This afternoon, I welcome you into my life. Lord Jesus, Lord, be my master, be my savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for your daughter. I thank you for her life. Lord, I thank you for a great day like this. Your word teaches us, O Lord, that the heavens rejoice because your sheep that was once lost has come back to your flock. I pray, Lord, for your covering. I pray for divine protection. I pray, Lord, build a hedge around your daughter. Let not the enemy have a hand in her life. In the name of Jesus, may she continue to walk with you this day and forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, sister. God bless you. I have this special gift for you. God bless you. Okay, read it. God bless you. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.